Jesus, as he chose you in him before the foundation of the world. Are you getting this? Because, wow, God was thinking about you, my friend, you. He was making plans for you first before he created the world. He was making plans for you, thinking about you, that you would be holy and blameless before him. God chose you. Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world, Yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Wouldn't you say that as Christians, it's important that we support Christian businesses? 1133 Candles is one such business that is very much worth supporting, And not just because it's a Christian-run family business, but because of their high-quality products and their outstanding customer service. 1133 Candles is a family business that is founded on the words of Jesus in Luke 1133. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. This Christian family business specializes in high-quality Christian gift candles made with all-natural ingredients such as 100% soy wax, phthalate-free fragrances, and lead-free cotton wicks. Experience their delightfully aromatic scents such as lavender vanilla, maple pecan waffle, roses, frankincense and myrrh, cucumber sea salt, and much more. I actually ordered some of their soy wax melts recently, and I just love the delightful aroma that greets my nose when I walk into my house. And not only that, my order arrived promptly and everything came beautifully packaged. I could really tell that great care was taken in fulfilling my order. And you know, 1133 candles make great gifts too. And your purchase makes a difference because this Christian business gives back to local nonprofits. So order now at www.1133candles.com and receive 10% off your order. Just use the code LIGHT, that's L-I-G-H-T. Hey, I'm so glad you stopped by One Little Candle today because I have a few questions for you. And I'd like you to ponder these for a moment. Are you weary? Or do you feel burned out by the busyness of life? Or have you even lost your zeal for Christ or your gratitude for your salvation? If you're at all struggling with any of these things, perhaps your heart has hardened and you don't even realize it. Mine had, and I was totally unaware. I had been looking and praying for that to change. My hardness of heart, I think, hurts and offenses Bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment, you know, those things that I was just harboring in my heart, thinking that I wasn't, by the way, but they were there. And I just didn't feel the same anymore. And even looking back in my journal entries, I realized that I wasn't. 
I didn't feel the joy of my salvation, and it really bothered me. But I felt led to read Ephesians chapter 1. So I read verses 1 through 14, and as I was reading, I asked the Holy Spirit to pierce my heart, to pierce my heart with the reality of what God has done for me through his son, Jesus. And I'd like to share with you the dictionary definition of the word pierce. It says to pierce as in one's heart is to impact one on a deep, emotionally meaningful level or to stir a strong emotion in one, to affect someone keenly or deeply. So that's what I was asking the Holy Spirit to do as I read God's word was to pierce my heart because it really needed it. So yeah, I began reading Ephesians chapter one and it it really did help me. And as I read the scriptures, what I did was I um, took the pronouns we or us that were used and I replaced it with the words me or I, wherever was appropriate. So I, I applied it to me. And I would like to encourage you to do the same thing. If you are able to, you're in a position right now to take out your Bible, please take it out and open up Ephesians chapter one. If not, just listen to this, take it all in. And then when you go home, just do it for yourself. But this is how I read the verses. Blessed be the God and father of my Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose me in him before the foundation of the world, that I would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined me to adoption as a daughter through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on me in the beloved. In him, I have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of my trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on me. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to me the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him. Also, I have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will." In him I also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of my salvation, having also believed, I was sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of my inheritance until I acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. I never knew how rich <laughs> those 14 verses were until I applied them directly to myself. And I hope that you're getting this as you read it and apply it directly to you. But what I'd like to do is really mull over the incredible richness, as I said, of what this is saying. So we'll just dissect it a little bit. It starts out by blessing the Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Because the supreme duty of creation, which, which is us, right? All of creation. The supreme duty... Of creation is to give praise and to commend our God. Our God who, as the verse said, has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. My friend, 
you've been blessed. You've been given complete and total blessing by the total source of all blessings, God, through the realm of God's completely heavenly domain, thanks to Christ, okay? Jesus, as he chose you in him before the foundation of the world. Are you getting this? Because, wow, God was thinking about you, my friend, you. He was making plans for you first before he created the world. He was making plans for you, thinking about you, that you would be holy and blameless before him. God chose you an unrighteous and unworthy sinner to stand before him and be declared holy. And not just holy, but righteous and worthy of his salvation. That's how much he loves you, my friend. It says that in love, okay, in love, he predestined you to adoption as a daughter or son through Christ Jesus to himself. God's reason for choosing you, love, and nothing else but love. You see, there was nothing in you to make him want to choose you, my friend. Mm -mm. Nothing in me to make him want to choose me either. Well, nothing except for sin, right? Are you thinking about this? Are you really treasuring this in your heart? Because what a humbling, wonderful feeling it is to know that you are loved that much. Who else on this earth is going to love you that much? Perhaps you have a husband or wife who loves you dearly or children who love you dearly, grandchildren. Their love doesn't begin to measure up or compare to God's love for you. No one on this earth could ever begin to love you that much. And all of that love, it's through Jesus Christ. It's he who through his atoning death made this possible, right? He made your salvation possible. Thank you, Jesus. Are you thanking Jesus right now? Is your heart beginning to be pierced? I pray it is because honestly, it kind of sucks living life with a hardened heart. I know I speak from experience, <laughs> but the scripture says, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise and glory of his grace. Again, it was God's kindness. It was his will for you to be saved. You had nothing to do with it. Let us never forget that part. We had nothing to do with it. God did not choose you because you chose him. He chose you, period. And the Holy Spirit came along and gave you the faith to believe. The only thing you brought to the equation was your sin. And that is why, as the word says, it's to the praise and glory of his grace. Because think about it. If you or I had anything, any hint of anything to do with it, there would be an opportunity for boasting, wouldn't there? If God hadn't been the one to choose you. It is all God. If your salvation in any way, shape, or form was dependent upon you, you could receive some of the credit, right? It would stand to reason. But no, no. That's why it's to the praise and the glory of his grace. I'll say it again. God gets all the praise and glory. It was his unmerited favor, a complete 
and total gift. Is the enormity of God's love and his amazing grace leaving you awestruck? Because it should. Let's dissect some more of these amazing verses. And I'm going to read it as though it applies to you. Which he freely bestowed on you in the beloved. In him you have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of your trespasses. We should be reminded of Jesus' tremendous sacrifice, the total emptying of himself through the shedding of his precious blood in order to cover for your sins, for my sins. Jesus paid the price that you were supposed to pay for your sins so that you would be forgiven. Thank you, God. (laughs) Again, thank you. Forgiveness was freely bestowed on you, my friends, in the beloved Jesus Christ. And it says, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on you. You hear that? He didn't just give to you. He lavished on you. And the definition here of lavish is expending or bestowing profusely, marked by profusion or excess. So he just lavished you with his grace, his unmerited grace favor. And you know, when you think about the riches of his grace, well, these are the only kind of riches we should ever want or need, right? The riches of God's grace, his unmerited favor, because there's absolutely nothing that you or I could ever do to earn even a tiny, tiny fragment of God's grace. And again, let me say it again, not only has he lovingly and mercifully shown you grace, but he, his word says he lavished it on you. <laughs> he's been extravagant in the grace that he's chosen to bestow upon you, my friend. And the scripture says, In all wisdom and insight, he made known to you the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him. God has also freely bestowed upon you in Christ Jesus, not just his grace, but wisdom and insight as to his will for your salvation and for the church. How did he do this? Well, through the illumination of his word, with the help of the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit, who now dwells within you, which is another free gift of God through Christ Jesus. Um, but God shares with believers his purpose for their salvation and his purpose for his church. Because he's just so good. He's that good. And he loves us unworthy sinners that much. It says, in him you have also obtained an inheritance, and that you were predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. So through Jesus, my friend, you have obtained a divine inheritance, an inheritance that is so much more than any earthly inheritance that you could ever want or hope for, ever. Because this inheritance Well, it's eternal, and it's filled, filled with an abundance of God's riches. And this divine inheritance, by the way, it is so certain that it is spoken of as if it's already been obtained. That's how certain it is. Trust me, I really speak from experience when I tell you earthly inheritances can let you down if you put your hope in them. They're not guaranteed. And I say this as someone who was supposed to receive an inheritance from my dad, along with my siblings, but someone that my siblings and I thought we could trust and that our dad trusted 
pulled the rug out from under us and stole, okay? Stole possessions, stole money, you name it. And we were not able to get what was intended for us. Okay, so what, right? Yeah, it stung. But God reminded me that I have a heavenly inheritance just as you do. One that will never um, be stolen or is prone to decay. God's heavenly inheritance is guaranteed and full of more riches than, than anyone on this earth has. Because they're God's riches. Life is so much more than money and things, right? So again, this divine inheritance that God has promised is so certain, it's spoken of as if it's already been obtained. And God, again, he set this in motion before the foundation of the world. And in his sovereignty, he is working all things according to his will, including your salvation, your inheritance. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, Having also believed, you are sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of your inheritance until you acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Okay. Again, applying these scriptures to you. God's word says that after you heard the message of salvation and you in faith and that faith that was given to you by God through the Holy Spirit. Okay. In faith, you believed in him. That faith that's a gift from God, lest you should boast, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. But after that, he sealed you with his Holy Spirit. God sealed the deal. If you think that you can at all lose your salvation, you are dead wrong. The only way you could lose your salvation is if it depended upon you, right? But because it doesn't, guess what? You can't. As Jesus said, those that the Father gives him, no one can snatch from his hand. No one. So you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. The deal has been sealed. He's been given as a pledge of your inheritance. And not only did God, through his amazing grace, save you, but he gave you the Holy Spirit to guide you. Again, guiding you so that your salvation should never be lost. What a God we serve, huh? What a God. You are forever God's own. Because, you know, if it was left up to you, you would lose your salvation. In your sinfulness, you would surely mess it up, as would I, guaranteed. But God, but God, in his infinite love and wisdom, he has taken care to make sure that you, my friend, will always be his. Again, all of this to the praise of his glory. That's why God gets so much praise and glory. God is good, right? All the time. All the time, God is good. He's good when you don't deserve it. You know, neither of us, my friend, I think will be able to ever fully grasp the measure of God's love, mercy, and grace because it's so beyond us, because his love is so perfect and ours is so flawed. But I know one day in heaven, I think we're going to be literally floored by the enormity of the reality of God's love for us and just how much of his grace it is that got us into heaven. But how deep, how wide, how infinite is God's love? 
And you know, there is nothing more humbling. Do you feel humbled right now? Because you should. I do. There is nothing more humbling than God's unmerited favor upon your eternal soul, upon my eternal soul. And as I say this, I just, oh, how I long for the realization for it to sink in even more. It's like I know it and I hear it, but yet I know it's still not in my grasp, okay? As much as I'm trying to convey this to you too, it's probably not in yours either, but I pray that it is at least piercing your heart. It's softening a heart that the world has maybe or your own sinfulness has just taken in and hardened. Again, my friend, if you are a true believer, these verses apply to you. Read them over and over again, inserting your name or the pronoun for you, me or I. Practice daily reading and inserting yourself in these rich and powerful verses because I believe it will make a huge difference in your heart, and in your thinking, in your life. Life-changing, as they say, right? I hope this has blessed you, this uh, little mini Bible study here. Um, again, I had written about this a few years back, and it really helps me. And it helps me again as I share this with you because I need to be reminded because things happen and our hearts start to grow cold. They start to get hard and we need to keep them fleshy, right? We need to keep them soft. They need to be pierced. So I pray that today I was able to pierce your heart through God's word. That the Holy Spirit really works within you so that you can have and keep the joy of your salvation in Christ Jesus. And if you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus, if you're not sure where you stand with God, if you're his, if you're saved, listen for the commercial at the end of this episode. There is a place you can go to find peace with God, and I will give you the information at the end where to go and find peace with God. So I have a couple songs to kind of wrap things up here that you can sing and praise and worship and just be reminded of who you are in Christ and the mercy of God. And the first song is called Your Heart, and it's by Chris Tomlin. And the second song is actually based on Ephesians 1, and it's called Oh, the Mercy of God, and it's by Jeff Bullock. I will have the links to the songs, as always, in the podcast description. I always ask the question right at the end, how can you be that one little candle? Well, you can be that one little candle by allowing the Holy Spirit to pierce your heart and by embracing God's love for you, his mercy, his goodness, and his grace. Because if you can do that and you can treasure it in your heart, then it's going to stand to reason, right, that your candle, your flame is going to be burning and it's going to be burning bright. That's how you can be that one little candle this week. That's how you can make a difference in your little corner of the world and touch the lives of those around you. Let people see the love of God that's for you and inside of you. And let's see how many others' candles you light along the way. 
Thanks again for joining me today. You take care and God bless. Do you want to know more about God? Are you looking for true peace and hope in your life? True peace and hope, that's only found in God. If you want to know more about God and how you can experience his love and peace, Peace with God, a ministry of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, will show you the way. Log on to www.peacewithgod.net. That's www.peacewithgod.net. And find the peace and hope that you've been looking for.